Hello and welcome to the second season of Data is Plural, the podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Singervine. This episode's guests are Jan Deem and Amber Thomas, whose data on denim jean pocket sizes I featured in the August 22nd, 2018 edition of the Data is Plural newsletter. Without further ado, here we go. Hi, I'm Jan Deem. Uh, I'm a data journalist at The Pudding. Um, I currently live in San Antonio, Texas, but I'm originally from Nashville, Tennessee, and I have four cats that will hopefully not be joining us. Hi, I'm Amber Thomas. I am a data visualization engineer at USA Facts, but I used to work at The Pudding when we wrote this story originally. Uh, I am based in Seattle, Washington, but I'm originally from Connecticut. And I am currently working from the office, which is probably great because otherwise my dog would be also trying to say hello to you. You work together for this article. Could you tell us a little bit more about what this article was? Sure. It was an article based on a bunch of measurements we took on the size of women's pockets. And we kind of went down this road because um, I think we were both in New York City for a retreat or something. And we were walking along the street and we were both just like complaining about there's nowhere to hold our phones or any of the other various trinkets that you have in daily life. And then everywhere after that, we just started seeing all these like, you know, the memes of like, ah, yes, the dress, it has pockets. And then we saw a scene like Twitter rants and blog posts. And it just like, after we were inundated with it, it was like, we have to do a story that measures women's pockets compared to men's pockets. At that point, was there any research you could look to that gave any sense of the quantitative ways in which women's pockets were, as article says, inferior? I don't think there was anything at the time Nothing that we came across, at least, you know, there was a lot of like think pieces of people being like, women's pockets suck and things like that, but nothing that we found that was actually measuring them. And originally we were hoping we would be able to get, you know, pocket dimensions from like online listings of like when you shop online and it gives you like waist measurement and inseam and all of these other measurements for the garment but no one was listing pocket sizes. <laughs> so huh. not only had no one done it before, but there was also no like easy automatable way for us to get these measurements. So this was something that it seemed like was common accepted wisdom that women's pockets were smaller, but nobody had really tried to put a number to that. Yeah, even in fact, uh, when we first pitched this <laughs> to our male colleagues, um, they were kind of like, this is a water is wet moment. Like, yeah, everybody knows that. And we were like, yeah, but... Nobody knows just how bad it is. And so they had gone home and, and, you know, we'd ask them, like, how many times do you get asked to hold your partner's things? And they came back and they were like, okay, yeah, like all the time. (laughs) You did all this work and we'll talk about the work in a little bit. How much smaller are women's pockets than men's? On average, they're 48% shorter than men's pockets and then uh, 6.5% narrower than jeans marketed to men. And so lots of different articles of clothing have pockets. Why jeans? Why focus on jeans? I feel like we went back and forth a little bit, but this one was actually not something that took us too long to decide because we wanted an article of clothing that is worn really commonly and that would be available in the varieties that are marketed to women and those marketed to men. Like there are really not a lot of dresses marketed to men. And so we wouldn't have like a point of comparison there. But jeans are often sold for men and women in the same store. They often have the same cut. 
you can figure out if they're the same size by measuring like the waistband circumference and things like that. So it was just something that like was available <laughs> across yeah. the board. What did it take to collect the data on pockets? You know, every measurement that you see on on the website was taken by hand. Um, and it was a little bit of trial and error. I think the first measurement we took was Amber grabbed like a pair of jeans at her house and uh, her partners um, who wears men's jeans uh, grabbed that one too. And so we first measured those to kind of just get an idea of like, okay, what measurements do we need to take so that we could, you know, do this right? Then I think I created like a, um, a sheet, like a data collection mm -hmm. sheet and printed that out. And then we did a trial run of just like, a, I think like one store and both of us did the same store, I think, just to check, cross check each other to make sure that we were doing it right and like measuring the same way. The the measuring process was kind of interesting. Like Jan said, we we were like practicing for a little bit and ended up figuring out that we had to like turn the jeans inside out and like lay them flat to get better measurements. Instead of just pulling the pocket backwards <laughs> out the, right. the hole. Okay. Right. Or trying to measure like, you know, sticking the ruler inside of the <laughs> or something yeah. like that would have been way harder. Than, than what we ended up doing. So, but it definitely took some trial and error and we ended up having to redo the whatever store it was that we did the trial run on because we realized we needed different measurements than what we had originally taken. Interesting. And what were the measurements you ultimately decided on? Um, let's see. We took measurements of kind of the maximum height, the minimum height. Then we also took a kind of a max width, which was like, you know, the biggest part of the pocket and then a min width, which ended up being the opening of the pocket. So from like seam to rivet. And then we also took like a rivet height on the front. Um, and that was also to get at kind of the opening of the pocket itself. Got it. And as a, a closed non-expert, the rivet is the kind of circular metal uh, fastener. Is that yes, what that is? That's okay. exactly what it is. So are you doing this all out in the open in the middle of the store? Like what was the you walk into a store and, and then what? We're laughing because uh, it started not in the middle of the store a and I never moved to the middle of the store because I'm just generally an anxious person and I really felt like I was going to get in trouble. So I would like awkwardly walk in the store and pretend like I was looking for stuff, like I was actually going to be buying things. And then I would find the right size in the right cut of jeans on the women's side and then go and find the right same size in the same cut in on the men's side. And then I would go and request a dressing room. And then I would try to be very quiet in the dressing room while I tried to do all of this measuring, which was great in dressing rooms that had like a bench or a seat. Mm, mm -hmm. But in dressing rooms that had nowhere to put anything, I'm like juggling stuff and trying not to drop things. And it was a hot mess. But Jan can tell you about doing it in the middle of the store. Yeah, I um, I would say like shout out to department stores. They don't really bother you. So you can kind of, you know, go in and measure jeans. And I will say that, you know, I... I walked into a store with like some privilege. I'm a very short white lady. Um, so it was very easy to kind of go into like the the Macy's in New York City. And I think I got like five brands just like on the bat, sitting them on tables, nobody saying anything, pulling out my measurement. Um, but some of kind of like the higher end stores, you really had to like ask people for, to do things. So um, measurements for diesel don't appear in the piece because I actually got kicked out of the diesel store no, no. while trialing, trying to measure pockets. Wow. Someone came up to you and said, ask you what you were doing. How'd that go down? Uh, yeah. They were just like, you can't do that here. And I was like, okay, are there like, it, are there any rules? Like you, you can't take pictures. And I was like, okay, but 
I'm not taking pictures, <laughs> I'm measuring. And they were just like, we're not having that in our store. Mm-hmm. And kind of like followed me out the rest of the way. Um, but I, you know, I definitely like tried to explain like, hey, I'm a data journalist. I'm doing this story on pocket size. You know, maybe if your pockets are big, it would be, you know, good for your brand. Um, that didn't work in diesel. Um, however, I, I was moving from New York to San Antonio at the time. And I stopped in Nashville on the way which ended up being really good to get us kind of like Southern team mm. brands. Uh, so I think I got Lee and then also Wrangler in Nashville and the Nashville Wrangler store, man, it was Southern hospitality. <laughs> like I went in and I told them like, this is what I'm doing. And they were like, great, here's sit down at this, you know, nice leather right. chair. We're going to bring you every single pair of jeans that, that you need. Just tell us like the sizing and the cut and the wow. fabric and the stuff that you're looking for. And they all came to me and I just sat there and measured. And they were like, Hey, do you want a water? So um, vastly different experiences at each step of this. How many genes in total did you end up measuring or ended up in the final data set? Uh, the final count was uh, 80 pairs of genes, uh, 20 different brands, and then a, a skinny and a straight for each brand uh, and each gender. So like four pairs of genes total for 20 different brands, 80 genes at the end. The math checks out. Uh- <laughs> So one of the things you did after you took the measurements was to calculate what could fit in those pockets. And there were things like a phone, a pen. What were the challenges in figuring out what fits in a pocket? This was complicated because uh, we really went back and forth on whether we should have physical objects that we bring into stores and like physically try to put them in pockets and see if they fit. But of course, it putting an object in like an empty pair of pants is different than like putting it in pants that you're wearing and everybody, your body fits into garments differently. And so we were really trying to figure out the best way to answer that because that was really the question, right? Like, so what? So your pockets are small. How does that impact you? Well, if you can't carry a wallet and you can't carry your phone, where are you going? So we decided to kind of do it just mainly geometrically um, and being like, if this was a completely empty pocket, if this was flat, what other size things could fit into this shape? Um, so this was done programmatically. We didn't actually have a physical objects like <laughs> shoving into actual pockets. But yeah, we, we decided that was like the bare minimum. If it can't fit into like in a perfect scenario, a completely empty pocket that is not being worn by anyone based on just like these measurements, it's definitely not going to fit in your pocket when it has to like worry about the contours of your leg. I was just going to say, um, in our research, we um, found that the complaints have happened for centuries. Uh, there are like great documents uh, about uh, women complaining that, you know, I can't carry a knife in my pocket to protect myself. Um, there's one just like when um, prohibition was around, you couldn't carry little bottles of alcohol. And so you're at greater risk. And so all of these things that you think of, you know, we're, I'm laughing about them now because I'm like, yeah, let's carry a knife and a little <laughs> bottle of vodka in my pocket. Let's go. Uh, but it really is kind of, you know, um, just it just speaks to like a broader um, thing about bodily autonomy and like what how you move through the world. I saw in the data that you published, because the great thing about this project, you publish all the measurements as well as the price of the jeans. And I saw there's also a column about the fabric composition Did you learn anything from those data points? Beyond just like gut checking, I don't think we did anything with that data, but since we had collected it, we were like, 
everyone can have it in case it's useful for <laughs> for something else. What have people done with the data? What have you seen? I mean, we had gotten a lot of emails after this happened. I mean, they trickled in for like a year or more um, of people who were like starting small businesses where the whole goal was to create fashion that had larger pockets. Uh, and then there were like a bunch of people who were doing various types of class projects for all different subjects that, you know, some in like sewing classes and fashion classes, some in like business and marketing classes where they were coming up with a like fake business about making clothes with better pockets and stuff like that. And we had gotten an email at one point. I'm trying to remember exactly what the wording was. I think they called us pocket experts, <laughs> um, which was just, just glorious. That's great. Put that on a business card. I truly, it really needs to be on my actual resume. I don't know why it doesn't. Yeah, I always tell people that like this is my like internet claim to fame, uh, and I definitely you know still have people come up to me when they first meet me like, oh, you're the pockets girl. I'm like, yeah, that's me, that's me. I'll take it. Um, but yeah, definitely like the emails, and I still since I'm still with the pudding, I still get them trickling in uh, to this day. I had a middle schooler email me maybe last week. Um, but I definitely think that, you know, we haven't heard anything from any of the big companies and any of the companies that we um, included in the study at all. And I did send out a couple of emails to just, you know, before we published to try to get some comment, radio silence. So most of the um, the stuff we have has just been, you know, people plugging away at a grassroots pro pocket parody, you know, just fighting the good fight on the internet and in their daily life. You know, now that we have this data, it's like something that you can point to. I think it's something that, you know, didn't exist before. It was all just anecdotal. At least now it's like there's data to back it up. There's something you can cite. Yep. So the article published in August 2018, five years later, what is the state of women's pockets? Have they gotten any bigger? Do we know? Have there been follow-up studies? Anecdotally, I would say no. You know, I haven't, you know, pur purchased any genes and I've been like, wow, man, um, I will say that there's been a couple of instances where I've been out shopping and I've like taken a picture of a tag and sent it to Amber. And one was in like J crew and one was at old Navy. And both of them said like, you know, something like roomy pockets or pockets <laughs> big enough for your phone. Um, so I think there's, you know, some people starting to realize that maybe this is, could be a, you know, something that people would demand in the future or want in their genes. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. I haven't really seen, I haven't seen anyone follow up and, and do like a more recent study. So I, I can't like definitively say there if, if they've gotten bigger, but I agree with Jan. It feels like an anecdotally genes wise, not much has changed. I feel like I've seen a lot more pockets on leggings than there were when we wrote this and a lot more pockets in skirts and dresses. Um, it's become again, anecdotally a lot easier to just like find random articles of clothing that have pockets that are actually decent sized. I'm definitely excited about fashion today because all <laughs> of like the best pocket attire is coming back from like my childhood, like overalls, tons of pockets. They're like, you know, hip right now. Love them. Really utilitarian. And also um, cargo pants that mm. aren't like super cargo pants. This is right. You're getting a pocket revolution, just not where you thought you would. Yeah. <laughs> A big thanks to Amber and Jan for this interview. Our conversation, like all others on the podcast, has been edited to fit into 15 minutes. Additional thanks to Nikhil Sanad, who composed the podcast's theme music, and to you for listening. 
To subscribe to the Data is Plural newsletter, visit data-is-plural.com. Data is Plural.